Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hello, beautiful light beam. Welcome back to the Solid Spirit Driven Podcast in 2024. First episode, technically, first brand new, fresh episode, because for the past, I think, four weeks, you've been listening to our favorite, our most loved episodes, not just from last year, but the last few years. I've heard from so many of you who wanted to listen to a particular older episode and you couldn't find it and when I get a lot of requests for a particular episode I like to take a note and then when we do run the summer series I like to pop them in to make it easier for you to listen to them but we are back we are back and whilst school holidays are still here as you're listening to this episode and we're still having fabulous weather, still enjoying family and friends and carnivals and going to the beach and soaking up the sun, I am kind of back at work. Now, what do we do for the first episode in the new year? Well, you know, I thought this year we should talk about or we should start the year by perhaps looking at transits and alignments occurring in 2024. You know, let's set the tone. Let's see what we can expect this year and how we navigate through it. Now, as many of you know, I am not an astrologer and I don't pretend to be one in real life. But my friend Abby Lutus, who I have connected with over uh, probably mm, Christmas or just before that, is an astrologer and she helps people to reconnect with nature through astrology, astronomy and sky gazing. And while I can feel energy and tell you what the energy of the year feels like, what is perhaps coming up here and there, Abby looks to the stars and planets and can bring through specific things for us, which is what she has done in this episode. Bring through valuable key information so that you can understand how to work with these energies. And especially because the first really important key moment of the year is just about to happen on the 21st of January. So a little bit more about Abby and I will let Abby tell you a little bit more about her and fill in the gaps. But Abby's work is heavily based around astrology, astronomy and sky gazing and unlocking the potentials and strengths of her clients whilst bringing an understanding to how to best leverage the more delicate aspects of uh, one spirit and I'm really fascinated with Abby and Abby's life story and how she continues to help her clients so that we can harness and unlock all this deeper potential that lies below the surface. So without further ado let me introduce Abby Lotus astrologer to you and I will let Abby fill in the gaps. 
So everyone, please welcome to the podcast my guest, Abby Lutus, today. And I've given you, Abby, a little bit of an intro, but I would love for you to fill in the gaps for my listeners now and take us on a journey of how you ended up here. Yeah. Hi, Kaiser. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, it's it's really great to be here. Oh, my life has been really quite the adventure, I should say. Um I started off in my early days as an athlete. And so I really developed a lot of strong mindset um, practices during this time. So I was a beach sprinter and I was talent ID'd into bobsledding, which was a really incredible, cool adventure. I also played elite level roller derby. And I just, I really have this like competitive nature. I have this like something inside me that wants to just go out and play and be competitive. And I love sports. I, I, I love training and being active. It's, it's really a big part of my life. Anyway, I did have some challenges during that time. I was in a pretty significant car accident in 20, 20, 20, 2003. It was um, like 20 years ago. And I also had a major injury where I ruptured my Achilles. When I ruptured my Achilles, I really was at a big turning point in my life. There was lots of things changing and I was contemplating, like, I felt like I'd come to the end of the road. So I was thinking, what am I, what's next? <laughs> it felt like there was, like, I'd done everything, but I hadn't of course. So I actually went on a bit of a deep dive and I ended up after rehabbing my Achilles and going back and competing for a season, I decided that I was going to travel. So I packed up my life. I quit my job and left. <laughs> I left Australia and traveled over to South America and then went on to Canada, where I ended up living for three years, which was incredible. I loved my time in Canada. I love, um, snowboarding and you know I've already talked about my competitive spirit but like recreational activities you know this was like the, uh, such a highlight of my life and so I ended up living in Canada for three years I worked as a massage therapist when I was there I didn't really want to come home but there was something that was pulling me home so after three years I came back to Australia which again was another challenging time having anyone that knows or has lived overseas for a significant amount of time and then returns back to where they like grew up or once lived it is like a big, you know, I call it reverse culture shock. <laughs> so when I came back to Australia, I was really like discovering what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to go back to a desk job or an office job and I wanted to do something for myself. So I started life coaching. I ended up moving up to the snow and started working as a massage therapist. And um, up there, I really like did some deep inner work. And I read a book called The Artist's Way, which is an incredible book that takes you back to your childhood and asks you, you know, about the things that you used to love when you're a child. So the, this got me thinking and, you know, because I have traveled around and moved around a lot, I am a bit of a minimalist, <laughs> so I don't keep much, but I recognized that I had kept a lot of my books that were to do with astrology. I was like, there's got to be something here. And so I started to take a deep dive into the world of astrology. I listened to podcasts. I started reading books and taking courses. And this was around 2019. And it was really fascinating because everyone was talking about the big events that were coming and about to unfold in 2020. And so I was very intrigued. So I was learning along. At first, I didn't really understand the terminology, but I just was so interested that I, yeah, I really like dived into everything. And I ended up started practicing astrology myself because I was so fascinating, fascinated. Um, then with all the lockdowns of 2020, I ended up uprooting and moving to uh, Central Australia and becoming a tour guide. I was also running tours with school kids at the time. Um, before the world closed down, I was taking school kids traveling overseas. Uh, so stepping into this tour guiding role was pretty exciting, um, but it meant that my astrology had to go on hold. 
what it did give me was the opportunity to go out and sleep out in the desert under the stars every single night. And I really learned a lot about the nature connection. Uh, I learned a lot about astronomy. I was really able to weave this into my astrology. So I kind of did a bit of tour guiding and in the in the off season, I would really start to build my astrology business. And that's where I'm at now. I am practicing astrology. Uh, I live now on the Sunshine Coast. I may go back to tour guiding this year. Let's see. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I got to where I am now. Oh, my gosh. Abby, your life sounds like you've had a few hundred lifetimes squeezed into this one lifetime. It's so exciting. My mind is pulling me to ask you about tour guiding and, you know, uh, your competitiveness. But I do want to know more about astrology as well um, because astrology is something that really fascinates me. And this is why when we connected, I was like, oh, yes, yes, we need to talk. Um, and I would call myself a bit of a novice, although my uh, mom was always into astrology when I was growing up. Horoscope, like reading a weekly horoscope was like part of, like everyone does it, right? Like you read it, you know? Yeah, it of course. part of it. And even though I personally never resonated, I'm a Virgo and I'm mm, not very tidy and fastidious and, and you know, micromanaging, but um. But I I love that. But that's where my knowledge ends, pretty much. Like mm. just knowing this little tidbit. Um, yeah. And so in my head, I always have that astrology is set in stone because you know the constellations. I mean, if we can trace it back to how they were, you know, years ago, and you know, or the day you were born, um, and people can look at birth charts and go this is what it is and this is where the stars are. I feel like everything is set in stone, but how is it really? Yeah, well, such a great question. Uh, I want to acknowledge about the side of me that is so adventurous and gets to go out and have a lot of fun because I'm a Leo and something that I heard once an astrologer say about Leos is that you know, they've come in, Leos are very, they they can be very fun loving and have big, warm, open hearts. And one thing that they're here to do in this lifetime is to have fun. So if you're a Leo or if you have Leo placements and you're not having fun, you need to go out and do that. And I think that is something that I have just intuitively followed. Like my my life path hasn't allowed me to, you know, stay in one place because I just get I follow the intuition of, of my guidance. And that always leads me down the path of, of having fun. <laughs> but to answer your question in terms of, you know, I, I guess you're asking, uh, are things fated? When we look to astrology, astrology is the correlation between earthly events and the movements and transits of the planets and um, the sky, essentially. So it's, it suggests that the planets and the sun and the moon have mirroring energy, uh, energy to what's happening here on Earth. So while things can maybe seem fated, there is also a positive and a negative expression on of both sides of things. For example, you mentioned you're a Virgo. So the positive expression of Virgo wants to be of service. They want to be interested in their health and um, and really support and help others. You know, they, they want to fix things. Um, and so the negative expression or the shadow expression, because I don't like the word negative, the shadow expression can be that they are too nitpicky they're too perfectionist they're t they're too much of of this and and you can sort of see how those um qualities can you know balance each each other out and so when we look at our things fated I like to look at astrology in if we know the energy that we have or if we know the energy of this time we can actually intentionally choose to work with it in and if that's working with the positive or the lighter side of that energy or working with the shadow you know we have evolved now that we can actually choose this for ourselves so you know if mercury is retrograde rather than like saying oh no my communication is going to break down my computer's going to um pack up 
why don't we take a step back and say, how can I intentionally use this to slow down, to actually have a bit more of an internal focus and think about um, how I would like to move forward, how I would like to communicate, where I would like to go traveling and how I would like to have a relationship with technology. Does this make sense? This is so right up my alley now because (laughs) first of all, the brighter side of um, Virgo, so me, so me like to a T. This is probably the first time I've heard it and I can resonate with a Virgo. Mm -hmm. The other part, especially the tidiness and fastidiousness (laughs) that normally I read about, hmm. But the way you've described it, I'm like, okay, I can embrace this Virgo. But what I really love is when you said about knowing or understanding what the energies are that we are playing with Mm -hmm. and then how can we work with them? Because so many times, you know, whether it's the moon phase, whether it's, you know, Mercury in retrograde or Schumann resonance or the solar you know, flares or your soul modes or whatever, we tend to kind of cling on to these and use them as a crutch a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they give us this understanding of exactly how you described it, that, oh, it is maybe time to slow down. Maybe this isn't the right time to go out and take action and stuff. It's the time to go inwards, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I love that because it helps us to mm, still feel, I guess, empowered through it as opposed to disempowered as in like oh I can't do this because you know I'm this on that today I really love that Abby I really love that and of course you were Leo Leo is (laughs) I think it's in the hair right the hair (laughs) you have that yeah that lion's mane but also of course the traveling and um just the way you live your life which it's just like it's I, 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 I'm gonna say if it wasn't for my husband and my kids that would be my dream life that would be my plan B <laughs> they're trying to maybe that's what this. you're coming back you're you're coming back as a Leo in the next life <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's what's gonna be or that's gonna be my retirement plan but coming back to you because you said something really interesting Abby you said that you've followed your intuition mm-hmm. now I know that a lot of my listeners who are listening to this, um, they're trying or they're working or they're learning to trust their intuition. And while it's kind of easy to follow your intuition when it comes to little things, like, you know, do I go left or right? You know, do I call, do I not call this person? When we're doing something as big as going overseas or taking on a job, like obviously your career it looks like you've done many different things. How does how do you listen to your intuition when it comes to these big decisions, especially like let's say going to Canada and finding work, you know, like did, did your analytical mind goes, yeah, we're gonna listen to intuition, but let's plan first, let's let's find stuff. How did that come along? I'm glad we're talking about intuition because one thing I always say, especially to my clients in when we're, when I'm talking astrology is, you know, intuition comes first. Astrology is the next tool that we can use and we can use it as a tool, but only when we trust our intuition, because I can say everything in the world. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then the translation of my interpretation of astrology is not it's not aligning for you. I can, if you tell me this, I can then go back and in, and have a look and interpret and see what else I can see because maybe there's something I'm missing. But getting to your question, intuition is so important. And, you know, I I feel like I have always just, you have to build a relationship with it. You, you say like, it's easy to work with your intuition on the smaller nudges, like, mm, should I eat this thing today or should I take this, uh, you know, this path. But we know inside ourselves when something is calling. And for me, when I was being called to, you know, go traveling, it wasn't easy. Let me tell you that. We have this uh, relationship with challenge or with things that are hard and we want to turn our backs on it. But I mean, I see this in astrology, like, fears and facing your fears are part of our life. We have to be okay with negative 
um, negative emotions, positive emotions, we have to be okay with all of it. And so when things are challenging, we can't just turn our back, especially if our intuition is saying, go down this path. I was so afraid to go on this journey. And I remember my cousin, she just kept saying, cause she had done a lot of travel. She kept saying to me, you are going to love it. And I knew, I knew I was going to love it, but I was in this place that felt so secure. And, you know, my logical mind was like, you know, if you leave everything behind, if you don't have a job, how are you going to get a job? And then someone said to me, a close friend, he said to me, and I, I told him, you know, I was, I'm so nervous. Like, this is such a big step. Like, even though I had booked the ticket and I was ready to go. And he said, Abby, you know, you just have to follow the next steps. You don't have to think about how it's going to unfold. Think of it like this, right? You're going to pack your bags. You're going to take a trip to the airport. You're going to get on the plane. You're going to sit down. You're going to get off the plane. Those steps, when you break them down, are easy, right? So I think we tend to catastrophize over the bigger things. Now, I was nervous about getting work in Canada because I had this mentality of if I don't have a job, I can't get a job. But actually, when I was having the time of my life, I was traveling around South America and I started looking at work. I remember seeing, wow, there's like, I, I had my qualifications as a massage therapist and I was like, wow, there's actually a lot of opportunities here. And, you know, I think I applied for three jobs and I got them all. I had the opportunity to choose. And, you know, it, it really taught me that um, if we're following our intuition, if we're following that guide, even if it's scary, I have followed it many times, even though, you know, I'm sort of like, this is what I should be doing. But the rest of the world is saying, no, you should be doing this. You know, we're, we're so conditioned by society that there is a right way to do things. This is yang energy or masculine energy. We need to tune back into the feminine energy. And that is listening to ourselves. And I think this is going to become so important in the next few years when we are entering into this space of technology speeding up, AI becoming more prevalent, you know, we're going to be seeing things that aren't actually real and we're going to need to use our intuition to know what is true for us. So, you know, with great challenge, I stepped into things that felt really hard, but then they showed me that actually this is what you're meant to be doing. And then that allows you to trust. And so the next time you go to make a, a big decision based on your intuition, you, you sort of think, well, remember when I did that thing and everything worked out for me. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And, and, and because the world is, you know, progressing so fast and, and, you know, we're coming into this as many spiritual people call new earth slowly. Um, we are being really nudged and pushed into awakening and trusting our intuition, which is why I'm so happy and so grateful that you are here breaking it down like this. Cause it's one thing when I say it, but then you hear it from someone else in a different way. And it's like, it lands probably in a whole new way. Absolutely. Speaking speaking of energies, though, and you've touched a little bit on what you, I guess, were seeing when you looked at, um, you know, when you were looking at the charts in around 2020, um, that big shifts are happening or big shifts will come. Now, I feel right now, and of in December when I was tuning into the energy for 2024 um, without astrology, but just feeling into the energy, it felt very, um, you know, like I could, I was describing what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like it's similar energies of 2020, but more with the possibilities and some will actually feel like, you know, it's breaking down and it's breaking down old systems. And a few of my fellow friends who, who are tapping into energies were describing similar things. But here is my question. We don't see actually, like, um, we don't see the events. Like, I'm not seeing what exactly is going to happen, right? So even if, let's say, in 2019, I was tapping into this energy, I would feel the energy, but I couldn't see the pictures. So for you, when you look at astrology charts and you see 
you know, something for 2020 is happening. But do you get descriptions? Like, do you get through the stars? Like, can you, through the way the planets are aligned, can you give us more details? Or are you just as well just feeling that there's something happening? Does that make sense? Sorry, very long question. Yeah, absolutely. So I know exactly what you're saying because I actually – When you read astrology, it is a complex language, okay? So you need to understand what the planets represent, what the signs represent, and where that's going to play out and impact you in your life or not so if you're looking at like world events, for example. So when I started reading astrology, I really got a good understanding of the language and I would read charts in a very mathematical way. Okay. So if the sun is in Virgo, the sun represents our spirit, who we truly are, where we have power, where we illuminate things. What does that look like when it's in Virgo? a sign of interested in other people or interested in their health and wellness or maybe being a perfectionist or nitpicky or this sort of thing. So it means that they're going to have power in those areas of their life. And how can I um, translate that for someone without saying all the astrological words, so to speak? Um, And then what actually happens is... I I really started tuning into, you know, sometimes I would hear hear some things pop into my mind. So I I think, oh, why is this here? Like it's not a thought that I would normally have. I need to say that because it's here for a reason. So then I started saying, like, this is this is a skill, I guess, or not a skill. This is um called well actually yeah it is a skill it's called clairaudience and it's one of the the clairs and it's where you hear things we all know of clairvoyancy this is where we see things and so I just started trusting these little things that I was hearing and I started having really incredible breakthroughs with clients because you know I was talking to people that I didn't know and I'd say something one of these messages that I'd heard and it would really land for them so I was like well this is something there's something here okay so through astrology, I have been able to really start to hone into this um, this technique and and sort of see where this is coming in in other areas of of my life in you know in in the energies as as you were sort of saying. So yes, we can feel things, and you know I can say I can interpret the astrology. I can interpret what's happening for twenty twenty four and twenty five and twenty six, um, and the interpretation may not be exact, but if we look, if I look back on the themes, you know, I can see what the interpretation is and how it actually unfolded, even if my interpretation is not exact, because it's very hard to say, well, you know, this building is going to fall down on this date. It just, it just doesn't work like that. Absolutely. Does that make sense? <laughs> 100%. I'm just fascinated by the way you explain it because um, you, you really break down for us. But this was a beautiful segue into what I really would love for you to uh, take us and explore with us and um, the different uh, transits and um, alignments, I guess, for yeah. this year, right? Okay. So awesome. let's talk let's about that. Yeah. So what I want to say, first of all, is that you're right on par with the energies that you're feeling because there are some big things happening in 2024. I will say though, and I won't go into it here, um, 2025 and 2026, astrological energies are a lot bigger. (laughs) So what we're doing here in 2024, we're really preparing ourselves for the 25 and 26. So you talked about, um, you know, like there's a lot of people that are tuning into this idea of having to connect to their intuition. So at the moment, we have two of the outer planets, Saturn and Neptune. Saturn is responsible for lessons that we need to learn, essentially. It will constrict things so that we learn lessons. So it will take things out of our life or it will make us enforce boundaries or have good discipline so that we can learn the lessons that we're meant to. Neptune is responsible for our spirituality, our creative side. It can also um, be very um, 
I'm getting tongue-tied here. It can be mysterious. It can be responsible for escapism and even addictions. These two planets are moving through the sign of Pisces. Pisces is all about um, things that are not really of this realm. It's the last sign of the zodiac, so it can represent major endings, but it's also connected with things that are not of this world, perhaps things that we can't see, our spirituality, um, that creative expression. So it is no wonder that people are feeling this pull to have to tap into their intuition because Saturn moving through this space is saying, it's time to learn this now. You're going to want to know that before we shift into this, this new dawning, this new era that is coming in 25 and 26. So there's another, there is a big shift that's happening in 2024 with Pluto, the furthermost planet. Uh, Pluto doesn't change signs very often, perhaps every um, 15 to 20 years. And Pluto's currently in Capricorn and it's going to be moving into Aquarius. All right. So we saw this uh, last year, Pluto went into Aquarius for three months, March, April, May, and then retrograde back into Capricorn. Pluto actually moves into Aquarius on the 20, either the 20th or the 21st, depending on your time zone of January. And Pluto will be there for until September. We'll do one last retrograde between September and November. And as of November 20, around 1920, we'll move into Aquarius for good. So what does this mean? You know, so basically, oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I shouldn't say for good. I should say for the next oh, wow. 20 years, yeah. right? So um, it's like the, it's like we're standing on the precipice of this new, um, these new themes that are going to come into our life. Pluto is the planet of transformation, death and rebirth. It is responsible for things that are hidden and it wants to pull things up things that are deeply ingrained in our subconscious and expose them so that we can work with them, we can transmute them and we can change them. So currently in Capricorn, Pluto has been working with this transformation uh, process in the Capricorn areas of your chart. Or if we look at Capricorn in general, Capricorn represents structure, foundations, traditions, government is traditionally associated with Capricorn. And we can see over the last, um, since 2008, when Pluto moved into Capricorn, we can see there's been a lot of changes in this space. And in particular, in the last few years where there has been a lot of um, changes and things breaking down so that we have to rebuild this, especially when it comes to tradition, structures, government, all of this type of thing. When it moves into Aquarius, Aquarius is a very different type of energy. It is about the collective. Aquarius wants to, wants the best for humanity. I sometimes say that Aquarius loves the collective or it loves the people, but it, it hates humans, right? So <laughs> Aquarius represents like the advocates and the activists, and it represents our individuality and it's um, our quirkiness, but on a larger scale, it can also be associated with technology, advancements, space travel, this type of thing. So when we combine this energy, Pluto comes in and it's got 20 years here. So over the next 20 years, we're going to see changes. I mean, we're already seeing it, right? We The um, advances in technology, there's a lot, of, a lot more space travel happening this year, which actually hasn't happened, you know, in, in previous years, like that's all ramping up. And there's, we're on this precipice of change. People are getting angry and they're starting to stand up for themselves. So it's like a lot of people, a lot of astrologers have this slogan that's called power to the people that represents Pluto moving into Aquarius. But, you know, it really depends on where you are in your journey as to how this is going to impact you. If you've been doing the work, so to speak, then, you know, we can start to access the lighter side of this energy. Um, but if not, it might, might come as a surprise as to where it plays out. So that's kind of one of the first things that is is happening which is so interesting because um the way you've created this picture for me now 
really makes sense to how to why um the energy of this year feels to me very similar to 2020 in terms of um lessons and learnings and standing up and breaking things down as things are falling apart we get to rebuild it um and restructure it and there's so many opportunities but also i feel um depending on where your focus is right you might be seeing the loss of a job for whatever reason but it was the lockdowns or anything as a bad thing and devastating or um, it can bring you onto this new path that you're meant to be, which we saw a lot in 2020, right? A lot of mm -hmm. people were awakening. A lot of people were, you know, traveling on their spiritual journey or advancing. A lot of people started new businesses that are now making them way more money than, you know, their mm -hmm. nine-to-five jobs ever did. Um, so my question is, do am I, I don't want to say if I'm right, but I guess um, am I on the right path? feeling like depending on where you put your focus that will amplify really in 2024 I think so yeah I think that's with anything um Pluto had a big role in 2020 as well um but yeah I I, I think that in general right where we where our there's a, a great quote it's like where our attention goes our energy flows right so and as I was saying before if we're working if we are if we are doing the hard work on ourselves that we know we have to do if we are looking at the things that we need to change, if that's a belief system, then we'll be rewarded. But if we're ignoring all of that, then, you know, we're going to, we're going to be shocked at what might drop in. Yeah. But, um, cause, Cause it's even the preparation for this year where, where it's, you know, like even I'm finding myself being guided to sharing more around, I guess, you know, um, letting go of like the heaviness and, and mm. so you can rise. Um, mm -hmm. And also the manifesting, you know, like learning really not just creating a vision board or, you know, the hype of it, but really understanding how you, you co-create, I guess, and, mm -hmm. and your abilities. Um, but also, which again, you know, in 2020, very similar right because sometimes yeah. we have these years where you know nothing really happens you go to work you come home you know no one's you know there's no deaths in the family no one no babies are born it's just very uneventful and then we have these years like so many people said last year they've lost a lot of loved ones or loved ones were you know getting ill or they lost their jobs it was so many people have described 2023 as really it knocked them about it, you know broke them mm -hmm. um was that visible in like any um, of that powers that it would have been a very intense sort of year? 2023, not so much, but it really does depend on where things are happening in your personal chart when we're bringing it down to that level. You know, we can we can look to eclipses for um, dramatic endings and new beginnings, but it really does depend on where this is all playing out in, in your chart. So um, it could be significant in in that person's natal chart so to speak mm -hmm. yeah well then share with us more around this shit then, Abby, yeah this is well, what we really want let's know. move on to something a bit more uplifting yes. <laughs> because yes. um I love to talk about Jupiter when it comes to um a year cycle because Jupiter moves through a sign in about a year okay so it's a good place to look. And Jupiter is the planet of abundance, expansion, good fortune, uh, opportunities, um, all these wonderful, magical things. So right now, Pluto, uh, Jupiter is moving through Taurus. Taurus is a sign of stability, of grounding, of being connected to the environment around us. So it is expanding these sort of themes. And depending on where in your chart Jupiter is moving through, it will be expanding those areas of your life. So what's going to happen on around the 21st of April is Jupiter is going to align with another outer planet, Uranus. Uranus is responsible for chaos. It's responsible for sudden changes. It's responsible for individuality, uh, revelation, and um, 
it has a part to play in technology as well. So when these two come together, when planets come together like this, their energies merge. So, you know, I, I said chaos, but Jupiter is here. So Jupiter is abundance. So this is going to be more like pleasant surprises. What is dropping in that's going to be fortunate? Where are you going to experience maybe a shift that has brought you to perhaps a, another level that you didn't expect? Um, a pleasant surprise, an opportunity coming in that you weren't aware of, or it didn't sort of feel in, in the realms. So that's really exciting. Then Jupiter is going to move into Gemini. So that happens at the end of May. Um, Jupiter is going to switch into Gemini. Gemini is very different from Taurus. It is an air sign and it is very much a social sign. So Jupiter is going to expand these themes. So we're going to see a lot more uh, socializing. And this is right on par with what the energy is doing. Like people are starting to move out and, um, you know, we're seeing a lot more travel happening now. So there's going to be a lot more socializing. There's going to be a lot more opportunities. There's going to be a lot more conversations and the pace of life is actually going to pick up quite a, quite a lot. Things are going to feel fast. Um, things are going to feel, they could feel overwhelmed depending on how, you know, how you are setting up yourself and how, you know, you go about your day. Things, the more shadow side of the energy could look like overthinking. It could look like a lot of anxiety and overwhelm, not being able to deal with this fast pace because perhaps you haven't nailed in, um, you know, your self-care practices to help keep you grounded. So you can see how there's this shadow energy and light energy. There's things that could be positive and there's things that could be more challenging. So that's going to be an interesting time with Jupiter moving into Gemini, expanding um, essentially the pace of life and more opportunities coming in, but maybe a lot more mental chatter as well. I was just sitting there, I didn't want to interrupt, but um, I can't believe the pace is going to pick up even more. I feel like this is already going very fast and um, it's definitely felt. Um, okay, so that's Jupiter. Jupiter sounds fun. Jupiter, I it like is the fun. <laughs> yeah. I like the, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling the so, creative energies. Yeah, if you're feeling that the pace is like, picking up I I like to say like where can you take back control for yourself and where can um you know we tap into this energy of the things that make us feel calm all right so what you know is that doing a meditation is that taking some things away that are you know causing you to feel like this fast-paced energy in astrology, there's a branch of astrology that is called medical astrology. Sounds like a bit of a scary term, but it actually really, I like to describe it as sort of body and wellness. And Gemini rules the lungs. Okay. So this is teaching us that we need to breathe. We need to stop and we need to use our breath. I mean, we can even see this rise of breath work, which is now like a common word. A couple of years ago, we would never have sort of heard of that term, mm -mm. but we really need to slow down and take a breath and use our lungs because and and breathe. And this is going to help us to manage this, this energy with Jupiter coming into Gemini. Fascinating. Oh, this, <laughs> all these branches. Is there anything else that yeah. we need to know? There is one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> I would like just to go. talk about one more thing oh, about the it. astrology. I mean, I, I don't, I won't go in too depth because Mercury retrogrades, they happen every year. Um, there's three of them. The eclipses, they also happen every year. There's four eclipses. They happen sort of, um, to, to uh, six months apart. Um, I take a bit more of a deep dive on the forecast in, in my uh, astrology podcast. But one thing that's unique about this year is that- We're going to have to link it all up. So Yeah, we will. <laughs> at the end of the year, Mars, go, uh, Mars has a retrograde. So every planet retrogrades. And I like to call retrogrades a time of where we turn inwards, we slow down, um, and we retrogrades typically represent rewords, refocus, rest, rejuvenate, restore, all these types of words. 
Now, if we look at Mars's archetype, if Mars was a person, Mars is the warrior that wants to move forward. It's the god of war. It's responsible for our energy, taking action and doing things, our physical energy. Mars signifies moving forward. So, you know, we know these people that are always going forward and they don't want to stop. When Mars retrogrades, it is actually put in a position that it really doesn't like because it has to slow down. And during this time, I've seen it a few times, a lot of people, they feel stuck. They feel burnt out because they've been going too hard and they're not paying attention. And, you know, things can get inflammatory. Things can feel hard. They can feel frustrating. They can feel angry and just stagnant and like either burnout or depletion of energy or just this sense of feeling stuck and not knowing how to move forward. So that's Mercury, uh, Mars is, Mars retrogrades. It's the rarest retrograde of them all. It happens every two years. Uh, we did have this energy signature at the end of 2022 and the start of 2023. So you might think back to what themes were playing out October 22 to uh, around um, December, uh, January of 2023. Um, this is a similar energy that's going to ask us, now that we know, now that I've told you, just know that this is going to be a time where we just need to slow down and not take on more things onto our plate and look at how we can recuperate, regenerate, rest so that we can move forward in a stronger way. And sorry, Abby, when did you say that Mars will be retrograding? Do, or do we have yeah, let me just get the sorry, exact that, date. So the exact date that it starts is the 6th of December. And I don't actually have the end date, but I believe it goes well into, normally it's at least a couple of months. So it will go well into 2025 and it will, you know, it's going to feel like, uh, it's going to feel like not, you know, we talk about this new year energy 2025 is going to take a while to get started. Once we come out of this Mars retrograde is when, when we're going to feel the energy start to move forward. So yeah, just know that for a couple of months, it's going to feel like this. And it's okay. And we're just going to take a Absolutely. step back and we're going to go inwards. We're going to do self-care. We're not going to push. We're not going to force ourselves. And if people call us lazy, who cares? We're just going to look out for ourselves. Absolutely. We're going to play with these energies, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, I can't believe how much we've covered in, like, almost an hour of our yeah. conversation, like, almost an hour. Um, but... Is there anything else that you wish to share with us that I haven't asked you? I didn't really ask you much because yeah. you were taking <laughs> us on a beautiful journey and I have no idea where I'm going. But is there anything that you feel is very important to still leave uh, a leaf with us? Yeah, go? well... I want to reiterate that intuition piece. If anything that I have said for you today is not landing, you know, it's just not a message for you. But really with astrology, it's such a complex language. And to understand it more deeply on a more personal level, you do need to understand the energies of your personal natal chart. You can find this by looking uh, online and, and putting your details into a chart calculator. It's important to know the time of your birth. If you don't have that information, you're not going to get an accurate reading. But really to, you know, to take a deep dive into how this is playing out for you, it's a great idea to have a reading with an astrologer to understand, you know, maybe this you know, maybe this uh, transit of Jupiter actually isn't going to impact me all that much, or maybe the Mars retrograde is not significant for me this year because there's other imp important energies that are going to be playing out. So really understanding how the energies interact with you, interact with your personal chart will give you a good indication of how the year is going to play out for you. Mm. And, 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 and coming back to what you said in the beginning, that Again, when we look at astrology or any other sort of, you know, it could be tarot cards, it could be, you know, uh, sun doing its flares, you know, um, we really just 
want to understand what is happening and how to work with it, not kind of mm-hmm. collapse underneath it and go, oh, well, you know, like it's, it's yeah. bad, I'm doomed. <laughs> so this is why it was so important for me to start the year of my podcast with you, the new year, with you explaining and, and kind of giving us a bit more, um, I guess, that astrological perspective of what we can expect this year not yeah. to not so anyone can collapse and be like great what are we in for but so that you can understand how to work with these energies and if you're like me and you find um you know astrology this big mystical beast that has so many elements it would take us forever to learn can we come and see you abby and do you have this beautiful way of breaking it down and <laughs> simplifying it Yeah, absolutely. I offer uh, natal chart readings. This is the best place to start by learning your own astrology. Then on top of that, we can build by looking at a forecast. We can look at the next three months, or I have some 2024 reports and readings that I offer as well. Um, That is a great way to, you know, to interact and to play. And to your point, like, yeah, we should not be collapsing under something that is external to us because that's being a victim, right? Let's take back our power and play with this energy in a powerful way that we want to want to use it and manifest in a way that's going to be positive and abundant and joyful for us. Yeah. Mm, what a beautiful way to to leave this episode <laughs> yeah. on, you know. Fantastic. It was such a pleasure to have you on my podcast and hear more. And I feel like in a few months we need to reconnect and maybe like redo it. And in the meantime, not redo it, not this was perfect, but like check in. Check <laughs> in, I yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would love that. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, if you're curious about Abby and her work, um just check the um, notes. The uh, I'll have all the links. Please go and have a look at abby's podcast i will be saving that for myself as well thank you abby for being here with us thank you so much kaiser it was wonderful being on your podcast i've loved chatting to you i've loved where this conversation has flowed and yeah i'm so glad that you have taken something away from today oh so much so (laughs) thank you everyone and have a fantastic week and i'll be with you next week beautiful light beam i hope that you enjoyed this week's episode now before you turn off your podcasting device i just wanted to quickly hop in here and ask you for a little favor if you really enjoyed this episode if you enjoy these episodes this podcast please consider sharing it with someone who you think might benefit from it also I would be so, so grateful. It would help me immensely in getting the word out, reaching more people who are perhaps trying to navigate through their own awakening. And if you haven't yet, please consider leaving a review and sharing your thoughts, sharing how this podcast helps you or what you have learned or anything that you think would be helpful to a new listener thank you so much i really really am so grateful for you